Blog Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. There's a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the dealers coming. Don't need no ticket. You just thank the train to Jordan Picking up passengers Coast to coast Open the doors and bottom
disaster strike. So we begin all things in the name of the Most High. The I am, I am, the Alpha, the Omega, the Grand Architect of the Universe. Uh, whatever you may call him, that one, that individual, that entity, that is you and I, that one that put everything in motion before we were birthed into this world so that everything that we need would be here. One that is responsible for all that was of a will. We the all But again, whatever you call that's the one that we're giving honor because we wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to talk to you and you certainly sages and messengers in the world come to people, give them information. Most High God, the Beneficent, the Merciful, 
Brother Rudolph just gave so beautifully a salutation, and I agree with him. But no matter who you rely on as the source of your supply, we here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness want to give you another perspective, if you will, of what to add in terms of your supplies. You could call it the God. You can call it the supreme being. You can call it, as Brother Rudolph said, the architect of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth. But if you don't take a step towards survival yourself, then you know, I think it was De La Soul, Brother Rudolph, you say, what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? Yeah, I mean, what's the dealio, yo? <laughs> if, if, if you don't take a step toward helping yourself, how can you expect someone else to help you? And so I, too, am eternally grateful for the opportunity to be with you once again on this weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, a program that comes to you every Friday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm eternally grateful for the opportunity to be the co-host with our dear brother, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, knowing that this man is tried, is tested, and found to be true in the 30 years that I've known him to work in the emergency medical services. And I believe he believes the same thing about me as I have been blessed to experience 30 years in the fire service, emergency medical, and rescue service. And so we believe in the scripture, whether you're Muslim, Christian, or not, there's a saying I think many of our listening audience is familiar with, and that is to whom much is given, much is required and expected. And so we're just trying to do our part, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. We are eternally grateful for our first-time listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are eternally grateful for our consistent and constant listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We thank all of you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. And we realize that disaster is non-discriminatory, no matter what your race, your creed, your ethnicity is. Ask the people who've just been impacted in the last seven days since we were last with you. And in fact, because it was the birth anniversary of our dear engineer and the sponsors of this program, Black Hole Radio, we want to say happy belated birth anniversary to our dear brother, Brother Forrest. He looks like he's 30 years old, but I know he's about 31. But praise be to Allah, the Lord of the world. Look, we just are grateful for life because none of us are promised our next breath. So anytime we can make it another year in this journey called life, you know, there was somebody who didn't wake up today. So let us be eternally grateful, uh, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. I said, you know, disaster awareness for community preparedness, disasters, catastrophes, calamities, however you want to find those words, define those words, they know uh, they're non-discriminatory. 
They don't care what your religion is. The forces of nature does not care what your religion is. And we'll realize, you know, when you get involved in this type of work, we need each other now more than ever. All the family must come together. Don't wait until a catastrophe occurs. As you oftentimes hear on this program, when did the prophet Noah build the ark? And uh, you may or may not know the man preached up and down all around for over 100 years. Some people say 150 years. And I'm sure by that time, people came and gone, and they said, this man is crazy. What's he talking about building an ark? <laughs> to save your life. Or dry life. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about right. we need you to survive. We're talking about, I mean, you know, y'all, y'all know Hezekiah Walker. That song he sings, we need you to survive. Y'all know Mary That's Mary. Right. Survive. Come on now. Yeah. The life you save may be your own, as my father used to say, my biological father. And we'll get to our spiritual father before the program is 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 over for sure. But, I mean, That's we right. started off, as Brother Rudolph talked about anyway, you know, starting off with the man who we consider the best Noah amongst us, who we consider the eyewitness news in advance. And so you can believe how you ever want to believe, but we have to give you what we've been given. I I mean, I didn't know Brother Rudolph back then in, in, in this phase of my activity of daily living, but you know, uh, when I used to smoke marijuana, right? We, uh, it just was a culture in the hood that whoever had the best get high put the next person on to it. You wanted to share it. Right. Man, I got right. the red, I got the gold, I got the black, I got the Hawaii. Hey, look, I ain't trying to give nobody no flashback. I ain't trying to give nobody right. no right. triggers. I'm talking about me. But the point is we got That's the right. all-wise, true, and living God, the natural high. That's... um. Let me see, Brother Forrest. That's brainstorm. Take to the sky on a natural high. Yeah. <laughs> Loving That's you right. more till the day I die. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about right, we're talking about being up there on cloud nine. Cloud nine. <laughs> <laughs> but we're coming natural with it. We're coming natural with it, brothers and sisters. you like, what, what is Brother Rudolph, Brother Yusef? Are they, are they comedians? Are they trying to? No, we laughing to keep them quiet because too many of our people are unprepared when it comes to disaster awareness for community preparedness. All right, so it's two things, right, and why I opened the way I did this morning was really this afternoon, this evening, depending on where you are on the planet. But it's really three things. It's the creator, the all-wise, true, and living God guiding me in the way that he's guiding me spiritually. The other thing is that you know, we can tell you what to put in your go bag and your survival kit. But if you're not in tune with situational awareness, knowing what to do, when to do, how to do, where to do, when to do, then what you're trying to do might not work. So you got to always keep the most high in perspective, put him out front because this is the real deal. 
This is Maya Angelou's quote. He said, you might not be able to control all the events that happen to you, but you can choose not to be reduced by them. So, That's right. As Brother Rudolph said earlier with the uh, what you call rules of engagement, have something to uh, take notes, whether it's pencil, pad, pen. I think he said an eyeliner marker, good God from heaven, or crayon. Or crayon. But we know iPad, iPod, we know technology. Take what is convenient for you some notes down because this really is a solutions-based program. We pro, uh, promote public awareness and engages in public outreach to inform, educate, and train all people in how to prepare for, respond to, and recover from all emergencies. We do our best to meet our objective, and that is to ensure that everyone has a reasonable working knowledge of disaster preparedness and to help you to determine the best choices in any emergency response to avert danger and save lives. And thirdly, our vision is that each individual citizen, including every capable man, woman, and child, understand their personal responsibility. So I have to say understand my personal responsibility for the safety of myself, yourself, our family, our neighbors, and the overall well-being of the larger community. Again, this is disaster awareness for community preparedness. We laugh and joke because you have to have levity in this serious work we're doing and passing on this weighty word. What we're talking about is really nothing to laugh at. we dead serious. We just have fun along the way because, uh, you know, we've seen our share in our 30 years of experience of, you know, people getting seriously injured, people dying, both our colleagues yes, and the victims. And, you know, when Brother Rudolph and I get together, oftentimes if we're making a presentation, we make sure that we input into the presentation the psychology of the victim, yeah. the psychology of the first responder, right. and the psychology of the emergency manager. That's now, right. there are many technical things that we can do, both the victim, the first responder, and the emergency manager, but we also have to say this. Each one of us as human beings, as we're taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the most Honorable Elijah Muhammad before him, we have a mood, M-O-O-D, all of us, right? Seven billion people on the planet. All of us have a mood. All of us have an attitude. And it's your mood and your attitude that gives you your perception of reality. All right, Brother Yusef, you're getting a little too deep now. No, I'm not. You got to make sure you're in a good take mood us, to take do what you're doing. Take us to the level of Jacques Cousteau. Ha, ah, go deep. Ha, 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 ha. There Check you go. <laughs> Jacques Cousteau. 
he was one of those explorers that went deep into the oceans of the 196,940,000 square miles of the planet Earth, specifically the water, 139,685,000 square miles of water on this Earth. And so, you know, of the 7 billion people on the planet, close to a little bit over, some of us can swim. Some of us can't. Some of us can float on water. Some of us can't. Some of us can tread. Some of us can't. Some of us can swim underwater. Just above the surface of it, some of us can't. Some of us can snorkel. Y'all seen that J-like figure you put in your mouth and There's a hole at the top of it where you can breathe, but you can't go too deep because the snorkel is going to be whatever it's going to be, one foot, two foot. And then some of us can scuba, self-contained breathing apparatus, which means you can go as far as you train to go, and as much air as you have will determine how deep you can go. What's your point again, yeah. brother Yusuf? See, this is brother Rudolph's fault. He told me, go, go, Jacques Cousteau on you. That's right. Go Each Jacques level Cousteau. that you go down, you see different creatures. You see different organisms of life. And so each level you go deep, <laughs> trust and believe. It's going to change your mood, your attitude. <laughs> And your perception of reality is going to be different. I'm going to get off of that, but this is really um, something for us to consider, brothers and sisters, when you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness. It's just not the technical. It's just not the technical. It's situational awareness. You could be a black belt, but you won't know how to get all that you learned and what to do and re respond to it if all of a sudden somebody pulls a gun on you. I can tell you what to do in a mass shooter incident, technically speaking, but if you were in the supermarket in Buffalo, if you were in those two situations, the dance studio in Cali this past week and wherever else they You see? So it's critically important to have the technical but it's also important to understand situational awareness, your mood, your attitude, and your perception of reality. So, Brother Rudolph, I think I've said enough in the opening. We moving toward the second half hour at 4.23 Eastern uh, Standard Time. Hold on, hold on, Brother Yusuf. Hold on, Brother Yusuf. Now, you know that we have a soundtrack to this show, and at various times, you know, certain – Songs just start playing, you know, and right now I'm hearing one. It, 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 Big Luther, he said, never too much, never too much, never too much. <laughs> Big Luther. <laughs> Go ahead, right, not brother. Little Luther. Big Luther. May Allah be Big pleased Luther. with Luther. May Allah be pleased with our dear brother. Praise be to Allah. All praise yes, be to Allah. You know, I just saw something the other day, speaking of that, Brother Rudolph, 
I was at one of the last concerts that Luther gave, which was at Radio City Music Hall, seeing him live. And then when he got sick, you know, of course, his handlers, those around him, his family and friends, they decided they wanted to keep it private. And um, he ended up at a rehab hospital in White Plains, New York, the city in which I was employed by. Correct. Yes, sir. That's right. Burke Rehab Center. And somebody on the staff couldn't hold their tongue. And they found out that person got fired immediately. Yeah, you know what I mean? So when you said that, that took me right. You know, that's part of our experience, brothers and sisters. We don't, you don't really know how blessed we've been just to get in and get out to survive it. But, I mean, so much is going on in the news, the things that you know of, and the things that you don't know of. So we can get to a few things, but. Brother Rudolph, uh, I sent you a clip the other day. I don't know if our listening audience knows that the Federal Drug Administration, the FDA, proposed new targets to limit lead in baby food. Huh? Is lead Here's the other question, Brother Yusuf. Hold on. Hold on. Here's the other question. To limit lead in baby food. What the hell is lead doing in the baby food? My point exactly. My point exactly. NPR ran the article. And uh, what mind what mind can fathom putting lead in baby food? Well, I guess it's the same mind that wants to vaccinate that baby almost 30 times before that baby turns three years old, six years old. I guess it's the same mind that wants to keep the placenta of the mother and study all the DNA that's in it and do some other things. I mean, help me out, Brother Rudolph. What you think? Brother, as not to <laughs> contribute to the conspiracy oh, no. theorists out there. I apologize. <laughs> I'm simply going to say, I'm simply going to say, brother, you mean to tell me that these scientists out here and these medical professionals, these doctors and these people that know all of this stuff, they allow lead to go into infant formula. I mean, one would have to presume that there's a conspiracy going on then to kill babies in the womb or a short mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brother Rudolph, I don't know where you are, but uh, your phone dropped. And uh, hopefully he'll be able to come back on. We oftentimes say technology is great. It's just not an exact science. So uh, we'll pick up where we last heard him talk about uh, the lead in the baby food, an article the FDA proposes new targets to limit lead in baby food that just came out two days ago, January 25th. 
of this year. Lord, 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 who would have thunk it, right? That uh, we're actually living in a time where, well, I guess we could think it. You know, what comes to my mind when you talk about science and the medical association, it's, it's more a business than it is a healing institution. You have to bear witness to that. You know, whether it's vaccines, uh, vaccinations that you give babies, or whether it's the vaccinations as it relates to COVID and a lot, quite a bit of uh, proof is coming out. Where I dropped, I don't know where I dropped off at, but, um, you know, unless. In the beginning, go ahead. You know, unless you were brought up in one of the houses of worship, the religious institutions, you may not know about that conspiracy that was so early on in the existence of humanity. But um, there is a conspiracy to get rid of a certain group of people. And when you bring it up to modern day and time, then you have people like, Oh, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. Like Bill and Melinda Gates and uh, some others who believe in population control and think that they have the God-given right to choose who lives and dies on this planet. And not only is it just a thought and an idea, they are actively working and putting forth plans to decrease the population of the earth. Oh, here we go again, brother Randolph, with that stuff. Yes, yes, here we go. Because I'm a, I'm going to put it out there, and I my challenge to all of you that's listening is prove me wrong. Because I can prove I'm right. You prove me wrong. How many of you took that vaccine? that COVID-19 vaccine that was supposed to stop you from getting COVID. And now we look and see not just as many, but more people that took the vaccine are sicker than people that did not take the vaccine. So obviously it didn't work. So what was the real deal, Holyfield, behind that? Hmm. All right, let me stop there. Let me stop there. Okay, let me let me go, move on to something else. You know what? I'm not even going to move on to nothing else, Brother Yusuf. I'm going to leave that one hanging right there since it's the newest one and let, you know, and let it just marinate there on a slow simmer on the stove. Brother Yusuf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 brother. You just threw me the alley-oop, brother, because, see, most people think with this conspiracy thing, you black people, you Negroes, you African-Americans, you always come up with something. Well, we know for an assurity that the Tuskegee experiment was not an accident. We're just not making it up. And, you know, i give you a lyric, Gil Scott Heron, Tuskegee 626, scientists getting their kicks, where yeah. brothers you dig are guinea pigs for vicious experiments. We're not Man. making it up. And you brought up Bill Gates, and so... There's an organization, you can look it up, brothers and sisters, called the Children's Health Defense. They have a newsletter called The Defender. It's um, pretty much spearheaded by uh, one of the Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr. 
And so an article printed today, Brother Rudolph, guess what the title says? Bill Gates, <laughs> after reaping huge profits selling BioNTech shares, trashes effectiveness of COVID vaccine. Underneath it, it says Bill Gates long recognized as one of the world's foremost proponents of vaccines raised some eyebrows at a recent talk in Australia when he admitted there are, quote-unquote, problems with current COVID-19 vaccines. Isn't that something? Where the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said on July 4th, 2020, and I quote, before the vaccine was made, I warned us in the name of of Allah that this was a death plot the way to get rid of two to three billion people is to offer you a vaccine. Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I take that back. It wasn't July 4th, 2020. It was last year at the Savior's Day Convention where his lecture was entitled The Swan Song. So, uh, yeah, brothers and sisters, this is not no conspiracy theory for real, for real. You just keep watching the news. You keep uh, getting the final call newspaper where every week the research team, the research group has a section called the depopulation briefs that bear witness, that bear witness to what Rudolph just said, what I just said, articles are coming out. You don't necessarily hear it on mainstream media, but you can receive media all kind of ways today, information all kind of ways with uh, streaming, you know, the Internet. Not everything on the Internet is true. You do your own research. But you won't be able to come back to Brother uh, Rudolph and myself and say to us, well, brothers, how come you didn't tell us this was going to happen? No, not us. We do our research as best we can before we come before you. We don't take our preparation lightly. It's just like, break that down, uh, Brother Rudolph. If I was to uh, need a parachute while flying, what would I need to know about a parachute? Because it's the same thing in terms of preparation. I don't know if Brother Rudolph dropped or he's multitasking. Oh, I'm here. I'm here, Brother. I was just on you. The thing you would have to know is you would have to know how to use a parachute, Mm -hmm. when to use a parachute. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the why is, you know, that's kind of obvious. Why are you going to use it? But the most important thing that you would need to know is, is the parachute going to work? And if you didn't pack it yourself, then you can't honestly say that it was going to work. So you would have to have an in-depth knowledge of that parachute, the laws of physics, and how it worked, Brother Yusuf. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. So when we do our research, 
we do the best we can. We look at the primary source, then we search for a secondary source that confirms and bear witness to the primary source, and then we come before you. We're engaged in disaster awareness for community preparedness. So you have to know, again, that's that situational awareness, knowing what to do, how to do, where to do. And you have to take a step to prepare yourself. So whether you believe in taking the vaccines or not, and we don't, we're going to give you a viable alternative. You ever thought about fasting? Not the end-all, be-all, but have you ever thought about eating one meal a day? We say fasting for various reasons. One would be, no matter, again, what your belief system is, I don't believe in Muhammad. I believe in Jesus. Well, all the prophets during the time of Jesus believe in fasting and praying. Fasting, refraining, not just from food, but making sure you have thoughts. They're going to have mood again. They're going to have attitude that shapes your perception of reality. But you wouldn't know it unless you tried it. You know, this logic mind in this world, oftentimes people say, fasting? Man, I can't fast. Well, number one, you defeated yourself right then. That's a self uh, 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 prophecy. I mean, I can't do that. Then your reasoning is, not you, but we hear it all the time. Uh, no, Nothing to eat? Doesn't that make you weak? Well, you got to try it. I'm telling you, the energy that you have, the focus that God will give you, if you pray and fast and keep your thoughts positive, you'll have more energy than, you know, if you ate. The body is made up of chemistry. Food is made up of chemistry, and today we're not even getting natural food for the most part unless we're growing it like that parachute. We're getting food-like products. You remember Dr. Eileen used to say it's not food if it got a barcode on it. There you go. It's a food-like product. Right. Right? So fasting is critically important. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. (laughs) And we're not talking about the dance. Right. (laughs) Go ahead and bust that lyric in in, in the Matrix, that, 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 that line in the Matrix. Food, really a steak that I'm eating, but, man, it tastes so good. And he just went right on eating it because in his mind's eye, that was a plate of steak with mashed potatoes and gravy and some asparagus tips, and he just ate it up. My God. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. That's that's real, and that's 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 the line, brother Rudolph. Allah gave me. We have to eat for nutrition, and not just for taste. Any other diet is really just a waste. Try one meal a day, if you want to eat. Why? Why? Because your body's chemistry. You give the chemicals a chance to be cleansed through your blood system, your circulatory system. But if what you're eating has a considerable amount of toxins in it, and it does, you never give your body a chance to rest 
and to recirculate or calibrate, if you will. You're not going to lose energy. You're going to find yourself uh, eliminating waste more than if you ate all the time. I remember one time, Brother Budolph, and I'm going to get off of it, but it's critically important, brothers and sisters, the life we save. This is disaster preparedness, trust and believe, 101. Now, the body is designed to eliminate the waste of the food that you eat. In this society, they teach you to eat three square meals a day, and because we're hard-hearted, stiff-necked, and rebellious as quote-unquote Americans, we eat snacks in between any time of day particularly at night before we crash out, or because there's a a, a, a a legal campaign now for you to smoke some chemicals. Back in the day, you used to get munchies. I don't know what the hell you get now with these chemicals that they're putting in this quote-unquote cannabis, CBD and all of that. But if you get munchies, you're eating in the middle of the night, then you're going to sleep. You're not giving you a chance to buy. Your body's full of toxins of what you eat, but... In terms of elimination of the food, if you eat square, three square meals a day and you're only eliminating the waste once a day, then what happens to the two other meals? It accumulates on your intestines. So three times seven, that's a week. That's 21 meals. You only eliminate it once a day. So you got 14 additional meals stuck up in you somewhere because you only eliminate it once. That's just in one week. Multiply that by five, five weeks. Y'all get the drift? The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad was right. He said, we dig our own graves with our teeth. And so why are you saying that, Brother Yusuf? So if you fast, if you eat one meal a day, it builds your immune system. You go outside and get some exercise, get some sun rays, vitamin D from the sun. It helps to build your immune system. If you know the other dietary supplements you can take to build your immune system, then you do that versus you know, Brother Rudolph, they just, um, I'm saying they, I can't call the agency right now, but they just said to the governor of the state of New York and their health guru, whoever was over, they had no right to force the employees to take the vaccine when when COVID first hit. Right. So it's a and class action that. lawsuit going on right now. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, it's already, they already ruled on They said that right. they have to hire back every employee that they inspired and give them back pay. Now, we know that's not going to happen, but it sounds good. <laughs> they don't have enough Lord, money Lord, Lord. to pay all of those people that that money. That's the first thing. The second thing is they have no desire regardless of what the court said, the Supreme Court said. They have no desire to do it, so they're going to come up with every legal loop they have to string this thing out until most of them people is dead anyway. Or just so fed up that they forgot about it or just walk away from it. 
but that's the way they operate. I didn't mean to cut you off, Brother Yusuf. I just had to throw that out there. I'm at that age now. When that thought comes in my head, I have to click it. Well, come up, come out. No, we, you know, <laughs> brothers and sisters, you know, the choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. We've decided to get with disaster awareness for community preparedness because this is where it's at. We only have two hours to give you what Almighty God, Allah, and, and subject matter experts in our circle have given us to give to you. So when you get a chance, look up the Children's Health Defense News and Views. It's called The Defender. And you can see that, and I, I just thought it was, it, it, it was um, as we used to say uh, in the streets back in New York, Brother Fugazi. I knew it was Fugazi <laughs> when, when they talked about uh, uh, this, this vaccine, uh, Pfizer, going in partnership with BioNTech. BioNTech wow. is a technology. What the hell is it, you know, related to that mRNA vaccine? What right. the hell are they involved in it? And, and, and Bill Gates was certainly involved. So one of the uh, uh, subject matter experts is saying it like this now. 10x, in other words, 10 times Gates invested $55 million in biotech back in 2019 and now is worth north of $550 million. So in other words, he made 10 times what he invested. He sold some stock, and at the end of last year, this person said, Mr. Gray, I believe it was with the share price over $300, which represented a huge gain for him over when he invested. Same type of mindset that put lead in baby food. It's a depopulation, brothers and sisters. We're not playing with this thing. This is real. You're not coming back to tell us why you tell us. So I'm getting off of it right now, too, Brother Rudolph. I just wanted to bring that to our audience's attention because it's not. we know it's not being promoted on mainstream media because they got paid off, too. They right. got a cut, not to say anything. So speaking of money and investing, what about the article out of the Bloomberg Business Week that talks about this as a question. Is the United States recession near? Making the call is trickier than ever. Well, again, we might get that label, brother. <laughs> book, the Fall of America. Honorable Elijah Muhammad said uh-huh. the worst is yet to come. That's right. And we're already in it. See, that's the tricky bag. That's the trick bag. Uh, uh, what does it say? Uh, making the call is trickier than ever. Ain't no making the call. But if you've been <laughs> tricked, maybe you think, you know, we still good. We still good. <laughs> President Biden said we good. 2022 right. was a up year. All right. What's the money being based on? But anyway, keep it and invest in some type of disaster awareness for community preparedness supply because we're going to need it. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said the COVID 
was the pestilence from heaven. And now he's telling us, study the word famine. <clears throat> That's all in that Matthew 24. Yes, sir. Where we're living at a time where nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be uh, 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 pestilence. There'll be uh, famine. There'll be earthquakes in diverse places, but these are just the beginning of sorrows. My God. We better, My God. We better take heed to that. 24th chapter of the book of Matthew. You know what else is in there, Brother Rudolph? I think you taught what me that? this one. As what? lightning shineth from the east <laughs> unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So wherever the caucus is gathered, so shall the eagles be also. It's some prophecy in that, brothers and sisters. Right. But it's but only we just for thought, those who dare. It's only for those who dare to crack the seal and read <laughs> in the name of thy Lord. Study that's right. To show thyself right. approved. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. Yeah, brother. Yeah, I, I my, just my, had my. to put that out there. <laughs> my, my, my. Okay, so we're talking about that. We ain't going to stay on that. But, you know, as these days unfold, as these moments unfold, and we recommend highly you put on your calendar, February 26th, where the yeah. Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is scheduled to deliver a message entitled The War of Armageddon Has Begun. And so put on your calendar, in fact, February 24th through the 26th. And if you can make it to Chicago, we would love to see your face in the place, your smile in the aisle, your, you know, however that thing That's goes. Right. That's you know right. what I mean? And, um, because it's going to be earth-shattering. He said to us last year this time during that same swan song message, and I'm paraphrasing, at that time, if you can remember, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, President Biden said, no, we're not getting involved. We're not getting involved. We'll support Ukraine as best we can, but we're not getting involved. <laughs> Did right. not he approve the tanks going over? Yes, sir. And the minute that was mentioned, the president of Ukraine said, yeah, and by the way, we need planes. So keep your ear to the ground, brothers and sisters. I mean, it's, it's, it's happening as we speak. Right. Whether or not, time. you know, the higher ups think that they have a strategy that, okay, we're going to do this now, and then we'll do this uh, short term, and we'll do this midterm plan, then we'll do this strategic plan long term. Or we know that Allah, supreme being the most high, is the best of planets. And, you know, man plans and the enemy plans, but Allah is the best of planners. So if only you can see, whether it's the vaccines, whether it's this war, 
whether we should study famine. You don't have to say it, Brother Rudolph, and I say it unapologetically. Right. You better keep your eye on the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as he has proven to be the eyewitness news in advance. In advance. As the divine reminder of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the God, Master Far Muhammad. You could take it or leave it alone, but I'm, I'm, I'm giving us articles to consider that's being written. These, both of these articles about the food, lead in the baby food, two days ago. The U.S. recession near, making the call is trickier than ever. Yeah, they got a trick for us. Bloomberg Business Week, that was two days ago. Right. Right. So I'm just saying, brothers and sisters, you know, gird up your loins. Do what you must. And no, we can't all do it by ourselves. It's about uh, 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 community investment, community involvement. Right. Community partnership for community risk reduction. Brothers and sisters, if you're listening to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, we're about to go into the second hour as we're at 4.53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I pray that we're clear, uh, Brother Rudolph, in what Allah is leading us to give to the people today because um, you're not eating right. Right. You're not thinking right. right. How the hell are you going to stay in place with the right mood, the right attitude, and how is your perception of reality going to be sharp, keen, and what God wants it to be for you and your family and your community? Man, if you're not man, exercising, man. go ahead, brother. I'm getting out the way. No, no, go ahead. You on it, bro. You on no, it, No, well, man. I'm just saying, you know, how important is exercise? Even if you just, you know, the Bible says every knee must bow and every tongue must confess, and the day is Juma for the Muslims. Even if right. you're just prostrating, putting your hands on your knees, standing up, getting down on your knees, putting your head on the ground, getting up, putting your hands on the knees as the knees are on the ground, thinking good thoughts, praying, all services rendered. By words, deeds, and actions are due to thee, O Allah, dear God. And then stand up and do it all over again. One raka, two rakas, three rakas. This this is really prayer. It's an exercise. Right. Right. Getting if you're doing it out. in that sense. If you're doing it in that sense, well I mean even if you're not doing it. If you're going to the gym, then good. If you're walking around the block, good. If you bowling, good. Do something. Don't just sit and be no couch potato. Because when it's time right. to bounce, when it's time your life is, tell them about the survival kit, brother Rudolph. You got to be able to carry that bag, can't you? Don't you? Oh, man. Everybody, everybody got to carry their own. Chivalry is dead in a disaster. <laughs> everybody has to carry their own bag down to the baby. What 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 did our brother 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 Abdul Hafiz Muhammad used to say? Every tub has to sit on its own box. 
That's right. May Allah be pleased Man. with our brother. Yes, sir. Man, my God. God, my God. But it's a beautiful thing, Brother Yusuf. It's a beautiful thing because we're doing our job and we're warning the people. We're being the voice of the ones crying out in the projects. Yeah. Right. Check this out. Yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're get, trying to get you to understand the time and what must be done if you plan to survive. Now, we need you to survive, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. We need you to survive, but that doesn't necess- that's not an automatic because, you know, it's like that scripture from uh, Corinthians, Brother Yusuf, that, that where, where God is talking and where he puts out this, it's a contract, really. It's a preparation, mm. but it's a contract because he says if it starts off with a prepositional phrase mm-hmm. because there's no guarantee that the people are going to do it and because God gives us free will, so he said, and he knows us better than we know ourselves, so he starts it off with that questionable phrase. If my people, now he's not talking about all people. He's only talking about those people that claim him. Mm-hmm. The group of people that's out there that he's not even considering. So he says, if my people who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith to turn from their wicked ways. Then, so the the contract is saying that the people have to do something first. We'll do point A, point B, point C. Then he'll step in and take over and do the rest. So the question for us is, have we done A? Have we done B? Have we done C? So why are we even looking for him to do what he said he's going to do and we haven't even done A, B, and C yet? And that's the real side of this thing. That's where it makes it really, really real. Because Hmm. what is he asking us to do or what is he expecting us to do, or what is he posing that we must do? Stop doing what you are already doing. Find out, if you don't already know, what I require you to do in order to be in good standing with me and start doing it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Really, it is. Some people try to make it seem harder than it is, but it's really a simple thing. And like you said, you just have to choose. Are you you, you want to get with this or you want to be, get with that? It's up to you. The choice is yours because he gives us free will. But it also says that, you know, there's going to be wearing and gnashing of teeth. Mm. And in our book, the Holy Quran, it says that, you know, 
something is coming, and they call it the shock of the hour. Mm-hmm. And it says when that thing, it never says exactly what it is. It gives a picture of what it is, and it gives a very descriptive picture of the types of things that are going to go on, but it says that whenever this thing happens that's going to happen, just think, what would make a nursing mother forget about her baby that she's Mm -hmm. nursing? That would have Mm -hmm. to be a hell of a thing to happen to make a mother that has the baby on her breast she forgets that the baby is on her breast. Mm-hmm. What is it that would make a pregnant woman lay down her burden right, right, right there? Boom. It's not even time yet, but it's coming out. What kind of pressure and stress is on the body and the mind of that woman that it would cause her to just get, just, Push that thing out right there. That'd be a hell of a thing that she's uh, that she's witnessing or going through. So you know, you know, I, I was just thinking about that as you were talking, brother Yusuf, and, and you know that that was that had just popped into my head. You know, no, that's good, brother Rudolph. And, and, Look, and brother. then that other scripture from Revelations where it talks about the pale horse. And death oh, is the rock. <laughs> death Lord, is riding Lord, Lord. on a horse. <laughs> and that means he's going to get there in, in record time. He ain't walking. So he coming to, come to a city near you. That pale horse with death as the rider. You know, but I, you know, I, I don't want to... You already took them twenty thousand leagues under the sea, so I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> take them any further than that. You know, low, low, low. I'm gonna no, bring them brother. up a little. Okay, in case that's too deep for you to comprehend, then I want you to look at what Hollywood is putting out. Okay, you, we talking about this COVID vaccine and this mRNA uh, um, technology mixed with this stuff. Well, look at iRobot. Will Smith did that movie. Go back and look at that movie where they have the artificial intelligence that's so real to life that it can think on its own and then it begins to take over and supersedes its makers. I know a lot of people say, oh, man, that's just a movie. Look at this new movie, Megan. That just came out. That's Chucky on steroids. Mm. For those that haven't seen it yet, go see it. And after you're wooed to sleep or wowed with the cinematography, think about the message in that movie. I mean, there are many other movies out here, you know, that we tell people to, to look at from a perspective of it being a training film or mm-hmm. things in Hollywood like, like for instance, um, The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. where you have a bunch of zombies that are walking around 
and their whole desire is to eat up or just kill people, okay? Well, have you ever seen a person on crystal meth? Have you ever seen a person high on fentanyl? Have you ever seen someone who has gotten a a, a bad batch of of these synthetic drugs that's out here? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the walking dead right there. And they're liable to do anything to you. You, Your mind can't fathom what they're going to do. So now it's kill or be killed. The book of Isaiah, and again, I am not a scriptural um, 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 uh, student, nor am I one skilled in the art of uh, uh, recalling scripture. So that's not me. That's the pastor of disaster. I'm merely an usher in the church. I just opened the door for you. But in the book of Isaiah, there's a scripture. At one point, it tells the people to take all of their weapons and turn them in for farming tools. But then at another point in the book of Isaiah, it tells them to take their farming tools and pull them down and go get their weapons. And that reminds me of the book of Ecclesiastics where it talks about to everything there is a season and a time under the sun. Right now. There's a time to live and a time to die. There's a time to, the time to cry. There's a time to plant and there's a time to harvest, to reap what you have sown. Yes, these are times. And then, Brother Yusuf, you know, there's, there's this section that it talks about the beatitudes, and you were talking about you were talk you was talking about the attitude. That's right. And the perception. Well, the beatitudes. Right. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And it goes on and it goes on. And it's talking about certain attitudes of people and what those attitudes relate to or bring about or give birth to. Well, think about what your attitude is in 2023. What are you giving birth to? What are you bringing about? Because if we're not actively out there trying to warn our people to save our people, then death will be required, and it may be required at our hands. Meaning you may have to kill your brother because you did not take the time to go teach him or warn Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking, and how may we be of service to you? Yes, this is Sister Aurelia Muhammad. 
calling <laughs> in. And I at this time, there a few things I wanted to say. We started. Let's get okay. Brother Forrest We need our engineer to come live on the air because the teacher is in the classroom. Go yes, ahead, sir. President and accounted for, sir. Yes, I would like to say first, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful, who came in the person of Master Fraud Muhammad, who taught us and me everything that we knew. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And Brother Farrakhan is his student and servant and our Christ in our midst. So just real quickly, so I just want to say to the Christians, the Muslims, to whoever, even those who do not um, believe that, um, that Brother Forrest and Brother Rudolph started years ago in New York, they would bring me in even out their own pockets to train our law enforcement, our um, community leaders as trainers and managers after 911 and even um, before, I think. And so that's been close to over right. 20 years ago. And we opened up this training to everybody, and we just didn't do it in-house. We took it to the churches. We took it to the schools. We took it to the community, city officials, fire officials. We cross-trained with everybody. The Nation of Islam was the only group for the past 90 years next to Noah and all the rest of the prophets who taught (laughs) management. Like Brother said, right now we're in it. Right now we're beyond the go-bag. During the time that we were doing this, people thought, we were paranoid. Can I get a shout-out, Brother uh, Forrest? We went through things down to the pandemic, people tripping out, locked in the house. We went through this in class. What everybody's going through, the shortage and everything, but what now we have to look forward to. I mean, that it isn't all doom and gloom. We were told that when all hell breaks loose, we are the best disaster managers. Why? They're in the prisons. They're in the streets. They're the homeless. They're your veterans. So you have a lot of good people who will rise up. So, yes, we can prepare, but we better, when we walk past that homeless man who's in that tent or even that prostitute on the streets, trust me, uh, that's your one intelligence person. (laughs) And that gangbanger and those prisoners, they are your helpers and your workers. To this day, in California, who do you think was sandbagging? Who do you think fight those fires in California? Who do you think who helped rebuild? So, um, right, versus the doom and gloom, right, people might think, well, why should I prepare? We are going to die. We are going to um, right, um, start to death. No, we're not. There's always somebody who's on that ship with Noah. There's always somebody who gets out with Lot. Well, maybe not in his case because uh, Abraham said just finally one, but at least Lot was the one who got out with his family. So it's deeper than that. So right now, 
Yes, the individual, but now our people are ready. The churches, they're teaching disaster management because they got hit and closed down. And so the sisters have been taught, and also they're teaching the other ones to can. We don't have to worry about lead in the baby food. Like Brother said, you better know what's in your bag. A lot of people buy these pre-bought foods and all this. Sisters, go to your local farmer's market or even community gardens. Go hang out with your elders and your older people because we have something worse than um, the disasters coming. We're going to have to take care of all these orphans whose parents who have died from the shot, all the people who have been injured. So we're going to have to look beyond that. Yes, it happened, but everything happens for a reason. And I would just like to uh, close, and everyone should order this tape called um, Hurricane Katrina. After Katrina, we that was our wake-up call. After Katrina, we knew we had nothing coming. We saw 9-1, well, that's in New York, that's them. But Katrina hit black people. Haiti hit black people. COVID hit black people. But now everybody's in it. That's why it says in the Quran, the devil says, you can't come to my aid, nor can I come to yours. I follow Allah, smooches, and he throws you two peace signs up because we have had the access. And now with modern technology, everybody's doing it. We didn't have YouTube at that time. We didn't have people telling you how to do things, and black people wasn't involved. Now we have black emergency managers around the country. We have others, so we must now go out to our communities. So I really would like to say go to thefinalcall.com. Go and purchase a videotape, or maybe it's uh, online. Um, The minister went to Cuba to learn about the disasters, and he took a delegation. We have a video on Hurricane Katrina. We have two. So we need to um, to remind our children and ourselves this is not nothing new. But right now, we're at the door. But yet, at the same time, we have a lot of hope. We're going to be the best people to rebuild it because we're used to the hard times. The only thing that we're going to have to take care of those who are injured. We're going to have to learn basics. Your kitchen is your medicine cabinet still. And so there's a lot of people out there, like Brother said, now the dynamics have changed. FEMA, too many disasters. There's no money coming. You're going to have to appeal. We know that. So that's a lot of jobs out there for those, uh, what, maybe who can't get a job to help rebuild. So there's a lot out there. There is hope. That's all I wanted to say. But, yes, the foundation of the teaching of the Nation of Islam was emergency management. Brother mentioned how to fast. Why you got to fast? Because you might only gonna be able to eat one meal a day or every other three days. So, therefore, that's part of your disaster planning. Like Brother Bell was saying, I can't do this. Well, you better start now. If not, you're going to be eating your kosher babies. And on that, that's all I have to say. And may Allah bless you all. Keep up the good work. Happy Savior's Day. And assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you so much, Sister Aurelia. For those of you who don't know who 
people that was. That sister has been teaching and training people and communities and members of the government for over 20 years. And she's only 16. <laughs> and I thought our engineer was uh Yes. Yes, brother. On the line. Yeah. Oh no, I just I I, I was just calling I, I was just calling calling your name. That's all seeing <laughs> you were on the line. Seeing if you wanted to have anything to say. Well, you know, for those who don't know Sister Aurelia, she's well-respected in the disaster response uh, community, not just our community, but the the national community and international community. I had the honor and privilege of going to the Red Cross with her and to other places, and they basically fell down at her feet because she has not only teached disaster preparedness, but she has responded to some of the most hellacious disasters that we've had in the last, 20, 25 years or so. So I just want to put that on the record. And also we want to put on the record Brother Shaheed, Abdul Shaheed, may Allah be pleased with him. He he put yes, the sir. first fund to bring her to New York and to help train us. Right. And then, and then also Brother Usman. <clears throat> yes. Woo. All right. Yes, sir, Brother Yusuf. Back to you, Brother Yusuf. Please. Yeah, well, we want to thank Allah for our dear sister, Sister Aurelia. Muhammad, happy Savior's Day to you as well, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you for blessing us with your presence here this week on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. And whenever time and circumstance permits, we love to have you on the program to just uh, share whatever it is, Allah wants our listening audience that they should know coming through you. Uh, Again, just reiterating what Brother Rudolph and what Brother Forrest said of what I know of our dear sister when, you know, Brother Rudolph and I, we, we get great pleasure of knowing that many of you in the audience are subject matter experts yourselves. And so for her to bless us with her presence, um, we know her to be as was already said, but since repetition is the mother of learning, we know her to be a subject matter expert as it relates to emergency management. And that might be a term that you hear or don't hear, but to go deeper into it, that means that she has expertise in planning, in scheduling, in mitigation, in response, recovery, and preparedness. She's well-versed in what to do in terms of administration, technical skills, and analytical duties. In other words, she's tried, tested, and found to be made true when it comes to analyzing problems to identify factors and to gather pertinent data and recognize solutions. As Brother Rudolph and Brother Forrest have already said, her expertise in planning and organizing work 
is uh, second to none in our humble opinion. And lastly, we really know how important communication is. Pre-disaster, during disaster, and post-disaster. So again, she has to have a great knowledge and has proven that her communicating skills of doing it effectively, both orally and in writing, is second to none in our humble opinion. You know, brothers, there's a proverb that says, um, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so for us to have Sister Aurelia on today, for the moments that she dropped, the pearls that she dropped, take heed, brothers and sisters, to what our dear sister was saying. Uh, she's a jewel in our midst. And so thank you, Sister Aurelia. Happy Savior's Day. Look forward to seeing you in Chicago, inshallah, in less than 30 days, I believe. Today's the 27th. So it's a countdown. By Allah's grace and mercy, may Allah continue to bless you, man, in the field of emergency management and community risk reduction. Brothers and sisters, we're at 522 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We look forward to hearing from you as well. You know, this is not a program where Brother Rudolph gives a monologue and I give a monologue. No, this is a program for you. So if you have any questions, any comments, any constructive criticisms, feel free to call us. Feel free to call us to tune in. Press star one on your phone pad, and our dear brother, Brother Fars, the engineer, will bring us, bring you into the studio where we can further this dialogue on disaster awareness for community preparedness. We just ended up using scripture a lot today, both in Bible and Holy Quran, for prophesied the time that we're in, whether it's Second Chronicles 7 and 14. Brother Ruoff just ran the roll. He talking about he's not, a, he's not a, 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 a scriptural scholar. Well, I beg to differ. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive them of their sins, and heal their land. He nailed it. That's the time we're in. When you talk about the shock of the hour being a grievous thing, where women will lay down their suckling, and men will appear as if they are drunk. Well, that's that's the time we're in right now, Sister Aurelia said. It's beyond just to go back, but you start somewhere. You have to take one step toward your awareness and your preparedness, and then Almighty God Allah will send others around you of like minds to help you go one step further. Brother Brother Rudolph talked about the movies, and I'm not really a movie buff. I'll probably go to sleep when the credits roll in the beginning of the movie, but don't tell nobody. That's between me and my family, all right? They know. But anyway, I do remember the day after tomorrow, and it had to do something with a paleoclimatologist, paleo, 
primatologist, okay? Got to make a oh, daring man. trek from Washington, D.C. to New York City to reach his son, who was trapped in the crosshairs of a sudden international storm, which plunged the planet into a new ice age. That's that's what the movie trailer talked about. Right. Brother Rudolph, Brother Rudolph and I oftentimes use movie trailers in this context. When you go to the movies and they run those trailers prior to the movie you paid money for, they say, come into a city near you soon. Right. And that's what we say about disaster preparedness. So as I'm viewing the weather channel right now, because of a snowstorm and it's on your way, Brother Rudolph, in Detroit, in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, they just had a 50-car pileup on the highway. So what would your mood be, your attitude be, your perception of reality if you got caught in a 50-car pileup? In a snowstorm where 911 ain't even, ain't even answering. Not even answering. Sister Rilla talked about the elders, the pioneers. We got blankets in our cars in case we get stranded for whatever reason. I got caught in a storm Wednesday night, Brother Rudolph. Allah opened the cloud up so much I couldn't see past my front bumper. Only Allah got me home, but how cautious was I? How prepared was I? Do you have uh, 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 cables in your car? in case you or somebody else needs a jump that you're having problems with your battery, your windshield wiper, just basic things, fluids, just basic things. But no matter what, if you get stalled and you can't go any further, what would your attitude be? What would your mood be? What's your perception of reality? Will you freak out? Well, I don't know. You might have just had a pork chop before you got in the car, and your chemistry might be off. Or, 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 or fried foods and your chemistry might be a little off. So I just wanted to share that, Brother Rudolph, because when you start cracking those scriptures, see, we don't see it as something that happened in the past. Yeah, it did. There's history to it, but 75% of what we read in scripture, we're taught by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan is prophecy. So as Sister right. Rilia said, we're in it right now. The word to the wise is sufficient as we go into the last half hour of this week's program. And it's been a pleasure, as always, to rock and roll with Black Hole Radio, Brother Forrest, my dear brother, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, the co-host. Sister Rilia just took it to a whole nother level. Yes, sir. And in fact, I believe she was giving us references of uh, the trip to Cuba by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when they learned about disaster preparedness there. But I believe she was also part of a disaster preparedness workshop where you can get the DVD entitled Extreme Weather. Yes, sir. If you go to store.finalcall.com, call 866 866- Six zero two one two three zero extension two hundred. You'll be able to get that 
for your DVD library. And I know the young people said, DVD, what's that? What's yeah, that? that's how fast the technology is moving. But uh, if you have a player in your home or you have access to one of your laptops and your computer, you put that DVD in and you get more uh, information about disaster awareness for community preparedness on that presentation, that workshop that uh, is the Dr. Aurelia Muhammad and so many others were on to get us prepared for the time that we're in. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. Woo! With, with, with Sister Aurelia, you know how it is like when you um, you go to school, everybody has a particular subject that they gravitate to, and then there's that one particular professor or teacher that you're just bonding with. And so after you finish school and you go on through life and then you see that teacher somewhere, that feeling that you get, well, whenever I'm doing a disaster preparedness presentation or I'm talking about it and I find out that she's in the audience or anywhere around, you know, I get that little trepidation in me, but then I also get that exhilaration to just go ahead and do it because I know my teacher is out there and I'm going to make my teacher proud so so she can see that I learned the subject. And that's how I feel whenever I speak to Sister Aurelia or she's around when I'm doing a presentation because she was one of my early, early teachers in disaster mm-hmm. management, as well as Brother Aton Edwards, the mm-hmm. executive director of the IPN, the International Preparedness Network. He wrote the book Preparedness Now, which mm-hmm. you, can still, you can find it on Amazon. Um, and it is still by far one of the best, most complete, preparedness manuals out there because Mm -hmm. it teaches you from a practical standpoint, but also for those whose minds are more inclined than just the practical, there's the scientific level that explaining the how-to and the why things are happening for those people whose minds work that way, that they have to know the how-to and the what. Mm -hmm. And he, being a black scientist by profession, graduate of MIT, from the hood, from Brooklyn, New York. So, of course, you know, repping all of He's working for all of us in Brooklyn that um, that didn't make it to that level. Like I always tell people, I'm an EMT with a GED. But this man, then been on MSNBC, he has his own special on C-SPAN, track me if you can. This man has been around and 
has been, as the song says, doing it and doing it and doing it well. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I just wanted to just throw that out there. Just throwing that out there. That's it. That's it. That's it. Man. No, shout out to Brother A. That's right. Yes, sir. And to all of those with him in the International Preparedness Network, because it's not just him by himself. He has a team of people. Some he has trained, others who were subject matter experts in various fields, and after seeing and meeting him and learning what he is doing, they were inspired to come together and to work together as a unit for the benefit of people that do not know and that need it to be taught. So I just wanted to throw that out there for all of them that, that are out there that are listening, that may listen to it at labor time. Someone may say something to them. We honor and respect them for their contributions. That's right. And we pray that they continue doing what they're doing for the benefit of themselves, their families, and us as a whole. As she said, the Final Call newspaper, if you get it every week, which you can sign up for the e-copy, and it can come right to your phone or tablet or whatever, but every week there are articles in it that not only give you knowledge, that not only will help you understand what's going on, but it also works to fortify your spirit. Because make no mistake about it. Okay, how much you think you know? Okay, how many letters you have behind your name? If you are not spiritually in tune with your creator, you're going to have a problem. Self is concerned. Hold on One second Okay Yeah So You know that That's where we are with that So again Thank you to all of them That's right I can't help Brother Rudolph But to think of your father May Allah be pleased with him James Rocky Robinson Oh, yes, sir. the Bedside Volunteer Ambulance Corps, when you talk about lifting up all of those who, on whose shoulders we stand and on whose wings we fly. And, you know, when you connected yourself and Brother Aton and, of course, your brother, I mean, your father and your brother, being from Brooklyn, you know, we got to say Bedside do or die. Brownsville never ran, never will. You know, only those who know, know. So uh, I, too, want to lift up, your, you know, your father, as well as all those who, you know, whether they're elders now or ancestors, much love, much love, as Brother Forrest lifted up, Brother Shahid from the West Coast, and you lifted up, Brother Usman from the East Coast. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to Allah. Praise 
be to Allah. Well, brothers and sisters, as we're moving toward uh, the last 20 minutes of uh, this week's program, again, we encourage you to call in and uh, press one on your phone pad, and our dear brother, Brother Forrest, will bring you in to the studio for whatever questions, comments, or concerns that you have relative to disaster awareness for community preparedness and or anything we spoke to specifically in today's program. I want to give a shout-out to our dear sister, Dr. Anel Prim of the All Healers Mental Health Alliance. She was a part of uh, a collaboration of organizations yesterday that uh, was a part of a, a webinar hosted by the Department of Homeland Security Center for Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships uh, up under FEMA. They did a program entitled Preventing Human Trafficking in Disasters, What You Need to Know and How to Respond. And uh, she was representing her organization along with uh, colleagues from the University of Maryland School of Medicine. Peace and blessings. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Could you please state your name and how may we serve you? My name is David Washington out of Las Vegas. Just wanted to acknowledge you guys for always doing a great show, and even though I don't catch you every week, but I certainly wanted to Acknowledge the transition of a couple brothers that's gone on to be ancestors now. Dudley Trusty Bino, formerly out of New York, but he, he passed away in uh, Monterey, firefighter for 25 years. Also, our assistant chief, Herschel Clady, out of Los Angeles County, transitioned most recently. And another thing I want to say real quickly is that the sister brought up the movies, and you guys talked a little bit about the movies. I don't want to speak out of turn, but you guys always, I heard you guys talk about the, you know, you have your facts and figures, and I appreciate that. But one thing that concerns me, and people always go, are you watching a fire country? No, I'm not watching fire country because I see too many white folks on this. And do y'all know, and this, this, this is what I got to find out. How many blacks, percentage-wise, are wildland firefighters through the prison system? And something I've been mm. trying to do here in Nevada, like they've done in California, expunge brothers' records and allow them to become firefighters if they haven't committed heinous murder, rape, and those kinds of things. But it's something that we ought to pursue because, to me, man, when brothers get in trouble, they go out there, they fight them fires, but then when they get out, they can't find a job. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to uh, bring that to a point because I heard the sister mention about uh, brothers fighting fire from the prisons. But I appreciate all you guys do in uh, – Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to try to listen when I can. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Chief Dave Washington, retired chief from Las Vegas, fire department, fire and rescue. Our dear brother, the great Chief Dave Washington. Thank you for calling in, Chief. And uh, a couple of things come to my mind. I remember... um, former president of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, Romeo Spaulding, was trying to get 
those statistics you were looking for at that time. This must have been in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, because they were floating an opportunity for more blacks and us as the IBPFF to do a partnership with the uh, wildland uh, fires on a federal level. It didn't materialize as they had originally uh, proposed it, but that's a great question that you raised. Um, And uh, somehow vaguely, I remember Brother Bino passing away out of San Jose. That's correct. I'm glad you brought it back to my mind because, you know, when his mother passed away, Mm -hmm. Chief Ray Brooks called me up. And he said, brother, if you can, go by. I think the brother would appreciate if you go by. You know, her her funeral was at a funeral home in Harlem. Right. And I did go by. And, you know, it was love at first sight. And I let him know that, you know, know, him and Ray were tight, you know, in in their careers there. And uh, it really had escaped my mind that brother had passed away. When did Bino pass away, Chief? He passed away on Christmas Day. Wow. Uh, his heart just, Day, just gave out on him, man. And then, wow. of course, Herschel would call me on last Thursday, you know, explaining why he wouldn't be able to attend the trustee service, and he died Saturday night, Sunday morning. But uh, great brothers, they were warriors, and I just wanted to uh, acknowledge them over the air because I know you guys uh cover the world with your show. So, again, thank you, and I'll continue listening. Thank you, Chief. May God continue to bless you and your family, brother, and you continue to heal well and feel yes, well, brother. I'm glad, glad you came thank through you, your your last, you know, health ordeal with thumbs up. So may God continue to bless you and your family, and you know we're praying for you, sir. And uh, Thank you, brother. I appreciate for it. For those who don't know, no, we thank you, brother, for all that you've done and still are doing. Our dear brother, brother Rudolph is still, he's the CEO, brother, of the Dr. Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute that takes place every year teaching firefighters uh, a higher level of emergency management, if you will, on the campus of Dillard University in New Orleans. So our dear brother still still rocking and rolling. And the other brother he mentioned, Chief Herschel Clady, Oh, brother, uh, a, a great man, former chief of Los Angeles County, and uh, on whose shoulders so many stand, a warrior. May God be pleased with Brother Herschel Clady forever and ever. And all them guys, man, when you're talking about exercising, they used to like playing golf together. So they oh, would yeah, come, by, come back, and um, I wasn't <laughs> on the course with them, Brother Rudolph, but when they came back, it was like, how they say fish stories, you know? Every well, story me, I bro, did did that. Bro, brother, brother Yusuf, let me, brother Yusuf, let me ahead, say this, Dave. man. I, let me say this. I enjoy y'all too, because you got brother, you, you got brother Rudolph now singing. I mean, you you put out the poetry, and brother Rudolph <laughs> started singing. <laughs> y'all so bad, motor scooters bad. I love y'all brothers, man. I just want to acknowledge y'all, and I'm going to continue Thank listening. You too. Take care. 
All right. I love it. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I'm so glad he called in and lifted up those ancestors now. Brother Bino out of uh originally from Harlem, uh uh but did his career in San Jose, California. And Chief Herschel Clady. And then the fact that we got a chance to lift up Dr. Carl Holmes's name. Oh man, what a beautiful thing. Thanks, Chief. I appreciate you, but you already know. Well, brothers and yes, sisters, sir. you Back know, at you. Take care, y'all. Yes, sir. It's interesting that the chief would call in because I was just going to encourage anybody who had the opportunity to call in to press one on your star pad and come on in. Come from behind that sycamore tree. I was talking about FEMA doing the uh, preventing human trafficking and disasters, what you right. need to know and how to respond and Shout out to Dr. Nell Prim being a part of that coalition of other colleagues on the University of Maryland School of Medicine, Humanitarian Disaster Institute at Wheaton College, San Jose State University, and the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. The webinar took place yesterday, but uh, hopefully we can get Dr. Nell Prim on uh, soon so she can bring us up to date as to uh, what took place, what we should know, what our listening audience should know about uh, preventing human trafficking and disasters, what you need to know, and how to respond. So, Brother Rudolph, as we enter into the last 14 minutes, brother, the floor is yours. Well, brother, I'm just going to throw this out here real quick because, you know, we're talking all of this about disaster preparedness. One of the main things is to keep things in perspective. Okay, it's a disaster, meaning a situation came up that overwhelmed your ability to deal with it. So now it's a disaster. Now, a couple of things go on. And as you said, the mindset of the victim, the mindset of the first responder, the mindset of the manager. Whatever mindset you're in at that time, now what happens is in order for you to make it to tomorrow, you have to survive. Some people are stuck in survival mode and have been in survival mode for so long that they've forgotten what living mode is like. My wife always says, that's me. That's me. Always in survival. But it's a different, it's a different uh, um, volume of actions that take place between surviving and living. Survival is based off of instinct. And when you add what knowledge you have of certain things there, it helps. Living is based off of desire and appetite, meaning things that you want for a better quality of life. So you Mm -hmm. go after it. But before you can get to that, you have to survive. 
So dealing with survivors. A person, their airway gets blocked because they're choking. A person's heart stops and they stop uh, uh, breathing. Um, A person's bleeding and there's no one there that knows how to stop that bleeding. These are all disasters that will not have a very good outcome if there's not one knowledgeable around that knows what to do, how to do it, and how to do it well. So a prerequisite knowledge for everybody has to be knowing the choking procedure, what they used to affectionately call the Heimlich maneuver, but we don't call it that anymore due to legal things and stuff like that. But, you know, again, that's neither here nor there for us. But just know it's the choking procedure. What do you have to do in order to help this person to clear their airway so they can get some air so they can live? Then CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Their heart stops beating and they stop breathing. Okay, some quick questions, quick quiz. So I just told you what the letters stand for, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Okay. Why are we doing, why do we do CPR? The average answer is to, people will come up with really quickly is to save a life. Well, it sounds good, but actually it's, not correct because there is no life to save because they're already dead. So the the real answer as to why we do CPR is to keep brain cells alive until help arrives. Because mm-hmm. as long as brain cells stay alive, body functions will continue to work. But once brain cells die, the body functions connected to those brain cells Cease forever. So even if the person does come back, the question is, what's their quality of life going to be? Mm-hmm. And that's the main question. So why do we do CPR? To keep brain cells alive until help arrives. How do we do CPR? Chest compression, and you're going to do them, ventilations. Now, can you just do Chest compressions, yes, that's called hands-only CPR. And what is that doing? That's circulating the oxygen-rich blood that's already trapped in the system. It's just keeping the blood moving so that you can keep that oxygen circulating to those brain cells to buy them time until the professionals arrive. And if you can just do that and then make the 911 call to let the larger response community know that at such and such location, this is the problem, this is what's going on. If you can do that, then you buy time for that individual to where there's a good possibility that they may come back to life and have a decent quality of life. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, as far as bleeding is controlled, when a person is bleeding, now, we only have a certain amount of blood in our body. 
and we're going to use a nice round figure, let's say six leaders. Let's say that. Okay, well, loss of – now here's where the math comes in. Loss of 20% of our total blood volume can put us into shock. Now, that's for an adult. When you're talking about an infant, they have about, let's say, the amount of fluid in them as a can of pop. See, we call it pop out here. East Coast is shoulder, you know. West Coast, some some places is pop, other places they call it soda. But you know that can of Coca Cola or Pepsi or Seven Up or Sprite. Think about that can. How much liquid is in that can? I believe it's three hundred and thirty mLs. Well, I did, loss of twenty percent can send that baby into shock. Well, how much is twenty percent of that? So let's say that that's 12 ounces of fluid. Heck, four ounces. If they lose four ounces of it, which is one-third of that volume, that baby can go into shock and die. So the trick is to... When a person is bleeding, try and keep as much of that blood inside their body as possible. Well, if they're bleeding from their core, their trunk, their head, their chest, their back, or their stomach, the idea is to cover it with a clean dressing and apply pressure. And you're applying pressure because you're trying to help the body and help the blood to clot, meaning that the cells will combine with each other and form a mesh over the hole that will help keep the blood in. So that's the reason for covering it and applying pressure. If they're bleeding from an extremity, arm or leg, If it's arterial bleeding, meaning it's bright red and it's spurting out, with every contraction of the heart, it's pumping out, then you may have to use a tourniquet. And what a tourniquet does is it completely stops all blood flow. Now, there's a chance that they may lose that limb but in losing that limb, they may, you may save their life. And with us, it's always life over limb. But there's training that has to go with that to teach you how to apply the tourniquet, when to apply the tourniquet, why to apply the tourniquet, and how to do it properly. And these are the teachings and trainings that everyone needs to know. No age limit from the seven-year, the five-year-old to the 95-year-old. They may not have the strength to do it, but if they have the knowledge of what needs to be done, they can tell someone else that does have the strength 
to do it, what needs to be done? You can call your local fire service, your local ambulance service, your local Red Cross chapter, your local emergency manager, any of them, and they will and they will be able to let you know where you can find a CPR and first aid class in your community, and that's what needs to be done. You also need to contact your local fire service and speak to them and have them teach you the ABCs to putting out a fire, the ABCs to fireproofing your house or apartment, the ABCs to inspecting your place to mitigate or lessen the chance for there to be a fire in your place by simple retrofitting of your apartment or home. What things do you need to have there? What things should you get rid of? Do you have a working smoke detector? Do you have a working CO2 meter or detector? In your home And if you do How often do you test it Or check it How often do you change those batteries Is it a place Where everyone knows where it is These are just some questions Brother Yusuf And family That um, you should be able to answer And if you can answer them then you can consider yourself minimally knowledgeable and ready to move on to the next level. And I'm going to stop it there, and I'm going to give my wrap-up now and then let Brother Yusuf close us out by saying thank you, first of all, for tuning in, and we pray that something that we said this week has helped you in your struggle to become prepared for the future. You can always tune in every Friday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. to hear what's on the agenda for that day. If it's a topic that you want to hear about that we haven't covered, well, let us know so we can get the subject matter experts in and we can get it done. And then you can go to the archives that are on the site and you can find shows that we have done that may have that information for you. Thank you for listening this week, and we hope that you uh, will tune in next week and bring someone with you. Brother Yusuf? Thank you, Brother Rudolph. May Allah continue to bless you and your family, sir. We thank you for your service, and uh, you know I love you, and thank you for being my partner love here. Love you too, brother. By, by, by God's grace and mercy. Uh, I just want to backtrack and regress for a second, brothers and sisters, as yes, we close sir. out. The National Human Trafficking Hotline is 
1-800-273-7888. Again, the National Human Trafficking Hotline is 1-888-373-7888. Also, as you can see, you know, by this week's program that our conversation ranges from viruses to vaccines, from flu to health and fitness, from fire safety education to community risk reduction. We ask you to ask yourselves, where will I be and my family be when disaster strikes? So continue to get informed, establish a plan, develop a survival kit, and periodically reassess your plan and your kit. Remember, we need you to survive and be like the ant. Ant prepares for the winter in the summer and prepares for the summer in the winter. Don't be afraid to get educated. For education is the passport to the future. Tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today, as Malcolm X used to say. And if you think education is too expensive, try ignorance. Try ignorance. So, brothers and sisters, let's let's learn as much as we can and then Share it with the young people. Mary McLeod Bethune would say, teach it to your children. So, again, I thank you as Brother Rudolph, and even with these few words shared by me and thee, I guess it's still the way it used to be. The strength of a nation is its family, and real freedom is responsibility, the ability to respond legitimately by any means necessary. Thank you for being a part of this week's Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. As I leave you in peace, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam, sir.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.